0: March 11th, 1964, Gene Roddenberry wrote three words on a blank page. Star Trek is... ...space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission, to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome everybody
1: to a special edition of Field of Geeks. Here we're going to be talking about Star Trek today. I'm Steve. Josh. 50th anniversary, man. Yeah. Um, of one of the best franchises ever created. I'm going to say it's the best just because I'm biased. I'm with you. Okay. I, I, yeah. No, it's it's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So before we get started, one thing that I was seeing a lot uh, on Facebook okay. recently is um, our friends over at Plume Snake yeah their content that they're publishing i mean if you're an up-and-coming artist or writer they've got a ton of really great articles suggestions way to go about you know what ways to go about you know honing your craft pretty cool stuff so you know i know we haven't talked to to those guys in a while or about them but uh i was just on their page today yeah. and i was like
2: man that's cool stuff you yeah know, they they have great content yeah and, uh, yeah we'd love to get them back on and yeah. talk whatever with absolutely them,
1: so yeah um Maybe hopefully I think they like Star Trek too. Um, well, then good. If if they know it's good for them, they'll yeah, like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> they uh they pass. They, they pass, pass. Yeah, yeah. they've all been great. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know. So you know, with Star Trek, there's so much out there. You know, we the, and I know we've touched upon it in past shows. You know, um, all the different TV series. that got the movies. You've got books. You know, the novels, comics. Um, you know, there's just there's so much. You know, and and when I think back on. Star Trek versus other forms of entertainment and different types of franchises. You know, this is one that's just been around, again, it's 50 years. Yeah. And there's so many different iterations. But Star Trek seems to have a central theme, you know. And and I was thinking the other day, I'm like, well, man, when I look at Star Trek, you know, what does it mean to
2: me? Uh, When you think of it, what does it mean to you, Josh? To me, I guess, if we as humanity could ever pull our shit together and get along mm-hmm. like this is our future right like we could do this and it's not necessarily about space traveling per se right but just bettering mankind basically yeah um yeah it, i just positivity that's all i right. really get from it you know at its core
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's got a i mean it's, it's almost a utopian type feel to it yeah exactly um but with plenty of drama and, of you know, course. all the different stuff that comes with it. Yeah, but, it's not always that way. Right, it's not always that way. it would <laughs> know, be I boring. Mean, <laughs> it'd be totally boring. Right. Um,
2: that'd be the worst reality show to ever watch, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they had to convince Roddenberry that quite a bit. Because, you know, to Roddenberry's credit, he had a lot of faith in mm-hmm. the future. Right. And not to say that it's totally shot. Right. But, you know, he really believed that humanity would... They could do excellent things, you know. Sure. He really had a lot of faith in that. And so I think... You know the writers would be like Gene, we can't always right. be. You know, it's just entertaining. So yeah, but yeah, and you know, and they they found really great foils.
1: You know, Absolutely. to a lot of that. You know, you had to, especially early on, the Klingons or Romulans. You know, you had your antithesis yes. of what that vision looks like, and and how people that are inside that thought process how they react to you know Klingons, Absolutely. yeah, or whoever. But yeah, I know, I know when I think of Star Trek, you know, I think of inclusion, um, diversity. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, I mean, we're talking the sixties, you know, and you had African Americans, you had Asians. I mean, it was just, it was a really great blend. And, you know, as a young kid, it was cool to see that, That's you know, sure. and, and it, it, it makes, I don't know. I, I know Martin Luther King Jr. was a huge fan of the show and, um, yeah, that, that says something right there. You know, when you have that kind of inclusion and diversity in your casting, um, you know, it's, it's pretty
2: neat stuff. It is, yes. But
1: you know, it's got all it's got action, it's got sci fi. I mean, Star Trek's got everything. It's got I everything mean, you'd want. Yeah.
2: I mean, really, uh, you know, not every episode is jam packed, which right. is probably why some people get turned off. But sure. it's like, you know, it's basically bear with it. Okay. Right. It's gonna it's gonna take you other places. Right. Just calm down. <laughs> right. And not every
1: episode can be best of both worlds, you know, right. or, or whatever. Right. Um, and that's okay. You yeah, know, I that's mean totally uh, fine. I think, you know, it's got such a wide audience. Every episode of Star Trek is someone's favorite. Yes. You know, which I think is pretty sweet. Um, they all bring something to the table. Yeah. Really. Yeah, they do. I mean, even some of the season three original series. Yeah. You know, is, while it might not have been on par with the consistency of season one or two, I mean, right. there's great moments too, you know, all the time. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was cool. But yeah, I mean, Star Trek for us was a family thing growing up. I remember being a kid back in the early 1300s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, you know, some of my earliest memories, you know, is watching it with my dad. That's cool, and my dad loves Star Trek, you know. And so, to me, it was like, wow, my hero loves Star Trek and yeah. now. I have another hero, James Kirk, you know. What I mean, right. so it was just, you know, it was always a fun thing to do and um, just pretty awesome. Heck yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a uh, Star Trek, I think, means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, um, obviously, people are passionate about it, you know, things don't endure for 50 years. With different incarnations, exactly, without people's passion surrounding
2: it. So. And The beauty is, it's all the same. It's all connected. Like it hasn't mm-hmm. really been rebooted. I mean, you can talk about the JJ's, but that's sure. an alternate timeline. That's, right. That's a great way how they did that. That was based off of the Prime. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's
2: all awesome to me. I it's mean, just remarkable. You got yeah. 50 years of history mm-hmm. and content. Yeah, and it's and just, it's
1: still being produced. Yes. I yes. mean, you know, uh, fifty years from now. I mean, if I make it, um, <laughs> same here. Yeah, right. It'll, uh, you know, I, I'm sure it'll still be kicking in some form. Absolutely. You know, yep. and um, it sh- it needs to. It, it needs just, to. It, we need it. Right. I mean, in the 70s, you know, we're you know kind of that dark down period for Star Trek, and and there'll probably be periods of downtime, you know, going of forward, and yep. and there probably should be. You know, after the
2: you know the big 90s boom, yeah, we had. Just, just dead. Spoiled, rotten. Right. uh, Enterprise came and went, and that Mm -hmm. was it for a long time. And finally, we're getting. Looks like we're gonna get discovery. Right. It's been delayed, but it's coming. It's coming. And I have a lot of faith. Yeah. It, you know, I, I can't wait.
1: I am excited. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen a minute of it yet, and I'm already just yeah. gonna love it. I'm on it. board. I, I'm predisposed, I think, to like it, anything involved. Right. With <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: It's it's all good. Even even the bad trek is it's got some good yeah. to offer. The original series, it could have been the first um, influence on a lot of people to choose their professions, like yeah. astronauts, mm-hmm. uh, scientists, it goes on and on and on. Not to say that, like, you know, cop figures or superheroes before that, right. you know, that, that. I'm sure that influenced too, but you, they have said so themselves, the cast of those shows, they get so many people come up to them, Yeah, they either thank them for, you know, what they've done, Uh, They've saved lives. Oh, yeah. Some people have been on the verge of suicide. And there's actually a a great story of James Doohan. I think... Did I say that right? Yeah. Scotty. Yeah. He talked to... He told a girl... um, She, I don't know. He got on the phone with her somehow. And he told her, I'm going to be at this convention. Yeah. Come see me. And he turned her around. Oh, man. Like that... I mean, that's powerful. So powerful. Yeah.
1: And a guy like him. I Mm -hmm. mean, he was just... He was phenomenal on screen and off screen. I mean, he's a World War II hero. Yes, lost a finger lost to the a war. Lost a finger. Yeah, I mean, this guy,
2: this guy was a real deal. And, yeah, Yeah, you know, he was just, he was phenomenal. He was. You know? He wasn't. Leonard Nimoy, another veteran. Mm-hmm. It was such a great break for them, and yeah. we were just so blessed to have. Him and Shatner, just the whole yeah. crew, you know, everything that spawned out of that, it's just been, it's yeah. been for the best. It it's really been has. It's been for the best. Yeah. And,
1: you know, you mentioned like things that have come because of Star Trek, you know, look at technology today. I mean, yes. you know, I mean, back in the 90s, you know, they were calling on Voyager, you know, well, get your pad, you know, yeah. and it's their handheld and they're messing with it. What are we all doing today? Exactly, our faces like zombies are on our handhelds and right. you know, yeah, and in Ohura, you know, even back then, um, Bluetooth, with the, yeah, with the Bluetooth, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think drop forged aluminum alloy was the answer, but I mean, it, I'd it was buy a prefer- one. <laughs> <laughs> it would be heavy, but yeah, it would be heavy. I don't know if my ears in shape. I'd have to work out a little yeah, bit, but, a little bit, yeah. But it was, uh, you know, so much technology has kind of come from. From those concepts, yes, you know, uh, the sooner they do the transport transporter technology, uh, yeah, the sooner I can you know go right. to Jersey <laughs> and eat some pizza, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, the the airplane industry would just right. plummet, and that would not be a bad thing. no. Yeah, so right, right. Yeah, I'd true. rather take my risk. Yeah. with my particles being scattered, just get a shuttle. Just right, take
2: me there, beam me yeah. wherever. Yeah, I mean that. What a great concept the the transporter was. Such a big, it changed the game, yeah. you know, because I don't think anything like it was, like you know, maybe like some of those alien movies. Right. They could do that kind of stuff, but, and I think it was basically done because of budget, maybe? Right, right. We talked about that,
1: I think, at one point. It yeah. was, um, the original idea, I think, was to have everybody shuttle everywhere, and because of the budget constraints... You know, they came up with this way of well, let's just make it happen easy. That's awesome. You know, here's the here's the glitter. You yeah. know, and uh, we'll make a weird sound. And so uh, cool.
2: Yeah, and so that's how we got the transporter technology. Iconic sounds. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's crazy. It's given us so much. Like yeah, like you said, the the pads that Voyager had, TNG had. They mm-hmm. TNG had the little laptop the yeah. computer. I mean, you got to praise the people who came up with that. Oh, yeah. The design department. Like, holy sure. crap. They crafted the future. Yeah. I mean, go back to the original series, The right. Communicator. And here's Apple. Yeah. You there know. you go.
1: Obviously, Steve Jobs is probably a Star Trek fan. You yeah. Know? I mean, or someone was there, you know. And... Hey,
2: yeah. I mean, it influences everything, you yeah. know. And, you know, of course, the other star, it influences Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Lucas has come forward to say that. Right. I mean, that's a whole discussion on itself. I love them both and sure. I know you do. Yep. And but they're different. They're different right. entities. So I think it's great to like them both. I don't think you can really compare them. You know, no I, I you know that. that's just you're
1: absolutely right. It's not apples to apples mm-hmm. at all. You know, I mean um you can you can say maybe your Stargates and Star Trek might be an apples to apples type comparison for the kind of universes they are trying to build. But yes. yeah Star Trek and Star Wars are two different things and you know it just it's like Marvel versus DC or whatever. It just drives right. me crazy. When, I know when people feel like, "Well, you
2: have to pick a side." It's so silly. No, you don't. It's like just enjoy this. Enjoy Look what we're it. getting. Right? Could you imagine this? Your yeah. toy boxes come to life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and the quality of the things now. I mean, yeah. you know, the Force Awakens came out and blew me away. They've got Rogue One coming out, and I'm just excited for that stuff as I am for Star Trek. But absolutely, they're different franchises. And JJ had yeah. his
2: hand in both those. He you know? did. And I, I give them big props. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. You know. I, I. They could have really made it worse with with the fan for the fans. Mm-hmm. With you know, they could have totally rebooted, right. which they kind of did, but they did it in a clever way. Right. They acknowledged the old universe. Leonard Nimoy came back. Yeah. Hadn't been in a Star Trek movie since six. Mm-hmm. So you had his. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, acceptance and I, and it linked the past. Yeah, you know it yeah. was cool. And like like his lens flares or not, I, I think JJ's <laughs> yeah. those did something for me for that for that first one. Mm-hmm. I, I get like the the follow up probably had too much, but right. that first one it was kind of like um, out of body experience, and it was a little the, different at the time. Yeah, it you just know? felt it felt big, it felt right. huge, and you never really and not that we. um not that they never tried to go there, the mm-hmm. movies, but they didn't have the budget to do no, that. They uh-uh. didn't really, like Freaks, Jonathan Frakes said many times, I wish I had that money Yeah, I could have made. And he made some great great oh, stuff. Oh, he did, yeah. So, uh,
1: first Contact, I mean, come on. One of the best. One of the best. And can you imagine that with one of the big budgets oh now? Gosh, I mean, because yeah. that alone, you know, that's the pinnacle. Of for it, its time, Next it, Gen, looked right? it looked great. Yeah. It looked
2: fantastic for its time. It was Absolutely. awesome. Yeah, I it mean, still it, holds up pretty well, you know? Oh yeah, we were, we did yeah. the show on it, you know. Absolutely, yeah, and that was that was a blast. Yeah,
1: and watching it again, I mean, I didn't feel like I was watching a second rate effects or anything like that. No, I mean the whole thing
2: was just a blast. You yeah, know? so it's it's up there. It's yeah. and that's the beauty. Like, I'd recommend anyone listening who maybe aren't like a huge Star Trek fan mm-hmm. go out somewhere and find you know fans who rank shows. You know, yeah. check those shows out because yeah. after you check those out you could most likely be hooked right? and that you'll want to see more. And that you can do that with the movies as well. Absolutely. Just, just start out with the, the great ones. Don't you don't want to watch the ones that weren't so great because right. you're going to be like, oh, this is this is all it is, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, 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 and we're going to talk today about some episodes of sure. a couple of different series and Definitely. You know, these will be some great start on points if you want to, you know, just check one out and see what it's like. I mean, all these things are available, like on iTunes. If you want to download one, put sure. it on your phone, your iPad, whatever. Um, I've got uh, three different ones on my iPad that I have all the time. Um, and, and yeah, then so I mean, there's a there's so much great content.
2: Oh, there is. And Netflix, mm. they are uh, Star Trek's. Uh, ally i mean yeah Drake fans ally they have everything on there not all the movies right now right but at at a time they did they yeah everything mm-hmm. and they have made a deal uh lately uh with discovery they're gonna put the new show on yeah e- you know each week there'll be a new episode so which i'm so happy for oh i am too i wasn't
1: looking forward to this whole cbs app thing and no all that. not at
2: all not and i think they knew that wasn't probably going to work. Yeah. And I think it was a good choice. And, you know, you put your feelers
1: out there and fine. You know, I mean, if it was coolly adapted. Let's just put it that way. I mean, you know, because some some people really stick to their guns. Yeah. And they, you know. I have
2: Netflix already. I really don't want to buy another service. I'm really happy
1: with Netflix. Yeah, no kidding.
2: Yeah. And they have everything. Yeah. And I've got so much
1: streaming now in my house. It's ridiculous. Right. HBO, (laughs) Amazon, Hulu, (laughs) Netflix. Yep. You know, I mean, there's nothing that I can't get. But HBO, go you know. Sure. I just uh, I didn't want to add <laughs> to <know>. that list
2: because <laughs> you'd only probably watch that, and that's it. That's all I would watch because Netflix has most of that stuff on mm-hmm. it already. So it's like, yeah. might as well just join the family. Because join the family, you got seven seven seasons of each show, except for um, the original series and Enterprise. And Enterprise but yeah. you got them all right, and yeah, just go out there. Like that's what I did recently, just to brush up on a few things for the mm-hmm. show. I you know went out there and found some that were ranked cuz you know I sadly I remember moments yeah. a lot I don't remember the the titles sure. and all that so I found some and I watched two last yeah. night and I had a blast and I yeah. just I found them all on Netflix just yeah. looked them up and,
1: and there's great. so many great shows you know yeah. I mean on all of the different uh, series you know Absolutely. And, and I say that admitting freely that I've not yet watched Enterprise Yeah and um, that's fine but uh, that's fine. yeah I mean all, every, all the other ones and I'm sure Enterprise has their awesome moments. You know they do. Because I mean? every do.
2: other series I've seen has their awesome moments. Right. You they know? were like, trying something quite different. Sure. And the special effects were probably the most advanced for a show right. at that time. Scott Bakula. I love Scott Bakula. Yeah. You know, Quantum Leap. Uh, big props there. And they also brought in some... Ancestors to future characters, yeah. so it, it's got a lot of stuff. It had, it had its ups and downs. I think they really tried to restructure it yeah. at the at the right times and at the wrong times yeah. as well. But yeah, it's it's all good. Sure, it really is. good. Now I can't wait to watch it at some point. I'm, definitely. Uh, I definitely Deep Space Nine right now. Yeah, oh and, yeah, uh, that's...
1: that's where I, I mean. I waited forever to watch this show. I mean, and it took me forever to get through Voyager, not because not because I was lazy about watching it, but because I didn't want it to end. Right. You know, I mean, there's some shows that I like to binge and, you know, I'm done with them and that's great. Um, But Star Trek Voyager, uh, I particularly really love that show. And it was hard for me knowing that, oh man, I'm on season seven. Yeah. I have four episodes Maybe there's an eight. Right. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but well, before we start talking about maybe some of the specific episodes, um, you know, we'll start with the original series. Sure. But before that, let's change gears a little. You get to pick two captains to take with you <laughs> on an away mission, oh, and that away mission is potentially
2: hostile. What two captains do you pick and why? Oh, my gosh. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, I hate to go for the the usual answer. Kirk and Picard. Right. I guess you could count Riker because mm-hmm. he became a captain, but I don't know. Those two are such a good team in um, uh, Generations. Yeah. Um, Didn't really like the outcome of that, right? but that's a side note. But yeah, it'd be those guys. What about you? Would you do the same? You know, I've been thinking about this one for a week since I wrote this question down. And,
1: (laughs) you know, that that balance of Kirk and Picard of, you know, I'm not going to accept loss from Kirk, and then the diplomacy and the intellectualism of Picard. Yeah, it makes sense. Part of me would think of... Janeway and Picard. Yeah. Um, Picard, for all the reasons I just mentioned, and Janeway, because she kind of has that cavalier, Kirk style approach. Yeah. Because um, she could be pretty ruthless, yeah. you know, at times. Yeah. And whether it was with another race or whether it was with her crew. Right. I mean, she had no problems making tough decisions Absolutely. and sticking by them. Right. Um, and, you know, admitting if she was wrong or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough question, I know, because um, it is. they're all great in their own right. You right, know? They, are. Know? they are. They um, are. Impressive. You know, they're just, they're
2: just a great group. Well, and I have huge respect for her. She's an Iowan. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I freaking love that. Yeah. We have a captain from our state. Yeah, like, no kidding. Oh, man.
1: Terry Farrell. Yeah. She's from Iowa. Yeah. You know? And James T. Kirk is from Iowa,
2: if I recall. Oh yes, <laughs> I've seen the future birthplace. Yeah. Did you ever go out there? I never. What town is that in? It's Riverdale. Riverside. Not Riverside. Yeah. Rivendale. That's Archie in R- Rivendell. Yeah. <laughs> we found it by accident. We were taking uh, my wife's uh, uh, stepsister back to college, University of Iowa, and we got off the road just to switch drivers or something. And I saw this. I saw an enterprise like carved into the town sign. I was like.
1: What's that? Oh, a lot? I That's think I it. know where we're at. Yeah.
2: So we just went down. It was a Sunday. It was dead. Yeah. They, they have like a they have a, a museum, a little museum. Yeah. Full replica of an enterprise. They basically are parade. Uh, they're pulled during a parade, sure. it looks like. But it's really cool, and I got to see it. And it's right behind a barbershop. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's just secluded, and it's so it's cool. It's a small town, isn't it? Pretty yeah, small town. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was so... They've really embraced it it's a star trek star trek fans like dreams as we're getting closer yeah. on the the light poles yeah. there's star trek banners of every character Sweet. like you're seeing kirk yeah. sulu you know, it's so, great. Do they, they have like a festival every year, don't they? I believe they do. Uh, and yeah. I don't know why I've never gone. Yeah, me either. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah, it's two hours away. <laughs> it's freaking Iowa.
1: Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> we'll have to go. We'll have to I go. I drive further to go shopping with my wife. Yeah. I mean, there's no right. excuse to not go to this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too funny. That'd be like the town to retire in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. I hope I can remember my retirement enough to enjoy something like that.
2: But, yeah, I'll still be working. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Okay. 95, I think I'm ready to hang it up. Yeah, they're trying to kick me out, literally. Right, yeah. <laughs> These robots are trying to kick me out. <laughs> the robots probably already would have kicked us out.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so, you know, if we want to talk about the episodes. Sure. So, I know earlier this week we were talking like maybe two episodes per series. Um. And, you know, I, I tried to stick with that a little bit. But uh, um, for the original series, um, two episodes to you that stick out that, you know, kind of encapsulate, you know, what you really like about that original series with the original crew.
2: Uh, I got to go with one of the classics, uh, "A Mock Time. Uh-huh. I believe that was the first um, introduction to the planet Vulcan. Right. We got to go there. Uh, Spock was going uh, through a... Um, it's not like a it's not like puberty, but it was some kind of pon far. Pon far. But it was like uh what was it like the blood rises and Yeah, it's
1: like a um every seven years or whatever it is, he has to mate and all
2: this yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. And they go down to Vulcan and mm-hmm. it becomes like this love triangle, like yeah. this this woman he was he was promised. And it's not like Spock really wants to do this. He He's devoted himself to Starfleet. Yeah. But this is, this is part of his... It's his instinct. Exactly. His nature kicking Exactly. In, yeah. It's where he's come from. He honors the Vulcan traditions, even though he's half human yep. and dedicated to Starfleet, obviously. But yeah, you get down there. And Kirk's just there to observe, I believe. Yep. And it's just... I think McCoy might be there, too. But yeah, they're just... Um, yeah, everything's just going kind of normal. And all of a sudden, there's this bigger Vulcan dude show up. Yeah. And he's like, I love her. And... And so yeah, in a weird way, she she wants to marry Kirk. Yeah. She just chooses him. And so Kirk's like, what? And uh, so him and Spock have to fight to the death. Dun dun dun. Yes. dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's 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 really it, it was a it was a great episode. Right. And especially the ending when Spock thought, I mean it's a spoiler. Spock thought he killed Kirk. Yeah. And he actually had a moment of happiness when Kirk just, he just revealed himself, yeah. you know, upstairs, uh, up in the Enterprise, and he had to contain himself very yeah, quickly. Very he goes, cool. <laughs> Jim, and then he stops. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, get together." And, <laughs> and Bones is just loving this. Oh, yeah. Bones always just likes to get at him. Yeah. Um, gets under his skin all the time.
0: Spock, I, Doctor, please let me finish. There can be no excuse for the crime of which I am guilty. I intend to offer no defense. Furthermore, I shall order Mister Scott to take immediate command of this vessel. Don't you think you better check with me first? Captain, Jim. I am pleased to see you, Captain. You seem uninjured. Um, I,
2: I watched just because it's kind of fresh. Uh, Balance of Terror, I believe. Mm. The Romulan introduction yeah. show. Um, that um that was that was a good watch. Yeah. It was like a submarine movie in space. Sure. much. Not to say it was long as a movie or right. not, but it was, um, who played Spock's dad? The actor, do you recall? Mark Leonard. Mark Leonard, who looked a lot like mm-hmm. Nimoy. He's playing a Romulan. Yeah. And he wasn't Spock's dad yet. Right. This was, I think this was before. Yep. And it was just really cool because this was our first introduction to Romulans and the neutral zone, I mm-hmm. believe, because it was so cool to hear because you've, the whole neutral zone thing has has stuck into canon right. forever. And to hear Spock say it for the first time. Right. It was like, oh my gosh, this is like yeah. you know, Star Trek 101. Oh, yeah. Obviously. They're building the bricks. Right. You know, in all these episodes. And you got this navigator who it really doesn't like Spock. Yeah. And the minute they see the Romulan on the screen, because their ship, the Romulan ship just took out a, a Starfleet outpost, I mm-hmm. believe, and they could cloak and all that. Right. So it was kind of like, um, I think the rules of engagement for the neutral zone was if anyone comes in to, you know, whoever's part of the neutral zone. Yeah. It's an act of war. It's an act of war. So basically the Enterprise was following the ship for the whole episode and, you know, to destroy it. Yeah. And they were almost going to have to go into the neutral zone. But to steer Spock, and it might have been an early development thing, obviously, but Spock didn't seem to know exactly why they looked like him. Mm -hmm. Er, Of course, the whole crew thought that was Spock or that was his race. Yeah, it was Vulcans, yeah. But it was later revealed that they basically um, uh, embraced their emotions. They're they're Vulcans, they embraced their emotions, and then were they they banished to their own planet? They were either
1: banished or they split off. Right. You know, somehow they split off um, and, you know, went to Romulus and, you know, poof. Uh, adopted the, you know, Romulan moniker and right. and the whole thing. I mean, it's just a, such an awesome concept. So, I mean, you know, they kind of call themselves cousins and, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, Um But, yeah, I mean, that's a that's what a Vulcan would look like if they embrace their inner emotions, I guess. Right. You know, now, you know it's cool.
2: I mean, this is a side note, but when you get down the road, you know, like Star Trek's always revised the looks of their species. Like the Klingons mm-hmm. are a huge right. revisement. The Romulans I really didn't like the way they were evolving towards the end of the original run before they got into the JJ Abrams right their foreheads were getting massive and it right. just didn't look good it was like they're, they're looking trying more to, and more alien they're trying yeah. to distinguish them from Vulcans. yeah they kind of like a green tone yeah. to them so yeah you'll find that you know out there listening to this uh if if you start from the beginning or sure. wherever these these aliens are going to change right. and Enterprise actually did a clever thing about explaining the Klingon Oh, did they?
1: That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Basically, the Kleons were trying to uh, spy on the humans. So they're trying to make themselves look more human. So. It, it's, That's kind of cool. It's, it's clever. Yeah. It's clever to get around it. Of course, you could always just dismiss it and it's like, okay, yeah. obviously they didn't have the budget back then or the idea, so they, they've improved it. Just, right. Just accept it. It's yeah, you,
1: you put the guys <laughs> in the uh, original series of Klingons next to Worf and full yeah, Klingon,
2: yeah. you know, regalia. Right. <laughs> it's not even close. Well, <laughs> not trying to get ahead of but but that... that Classic DS nine crossover yeah. episode. I mean, we'll get we'll oh, probably yeah. get there sometime, but yeah, I don't want to.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like we're going off course, yeah, any, but yeah, no, no, not at all. That's um, that's what it's
2: like though with Star Trek. It's oh like, yeah, your mind just starts going everywhere. Well, and there's so much it branches off. You yeah, know? it's so cool. It's like throwing a pebble into a pond. It's <laughs> exactly. just like boom, boom, boom. the ripple effect. Is exactly, amazing. Exactly. But uh, what were your um favorites so,
1: on when I think I mean, and there's a lot, you know, obviously, but two that stick out to me the most is City on the Edge of Forever. Yes. So that's the one written by Harlan Ellison and there is like you know you can do an entire show on the drama behind Ellison and Roddenberry and all that stuff <laughs> that know, went I on. Bet. <laughs> um, it's a movie. And you, I won't even touch on it, but I, I mean it was you know this is an episode where you know there's um something happening up on the ship and you know McCoy is trying to administer some medicine to somebody and accidentally gets himself injected and uh, as a result Kind of, you know, because it was so much, he kind of goes nuts. Beams down to this planet, and goes back in time. And so, well, he's down there first, and Spock and Kirk and everybody could go looking for him. They find him. He goes nuts. He jumps through this portal, uh, the Guardian of Forever, um, and goes back in time. You know, they don't know where the hell he went. You know, yeah. they just saw him disappear. Right. So they uh, Spock and Kirk. They start talking to it. It talks back and realize it, you know, and it shows, you know, uh, Kirk uh, and everybody Earth's history and all that. So um, they make the calculations, and this is one of those leaps of logic, you <laughs> yeah. know, where they jump through at the exact right time, Of course. you know, to, to get back to the time. Well, they, they go back in time. They get there a little bit before, actually, McCoy shows up. And, you know, they have to blend in on Earth. Um, and Joan Collins stars as a love interest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically a long story short is that, you know, Kirk and Joan Collins, um, uh, Edith Keeler uh, was the name of the character. They fall in love. Um, you know, McCoy ends up showing up. Um, Edith Keeler takes him in, unbeknownst to Kirk and Spock. Yep. Um, and it gets to the point where, you know, they realize, because Spock has created this thing where you can kind of see what the headlines are going to be. And realizes that if Edith Keeler lives, nothing in the timeline takes place. There's no Federation. There's no anything, you know. Right. And um, But if she dies, which she's supposed to do, everything's going to be normal. Um, so, you know, it comes to a climax where um, she's running across the street. Ugh. And McCoy goes to save her. Kirk holds him. And... She gets hit by a car and dies. She could have easily been saved. Right. So Kirk, in love with this lady, has to make the decision to let her die. Right. This isn't the campy stuff oh from the God. 60s. That's you know? so... Oof. It was heavy stuff. Yeah. And to this day, it's got my favorite ending of any episode of any TV show I've ever seen in my life. And this was a big deal for Trek and NBC at the time because it was the one of, if not the first usage of the word hell... On TV, wow! The last scene, they're on the planet, and they're ready to beam up. And Kirk, all they all he says is, "Let's get the hell out of here." Boom! Credits. And it's so like just it's sad. somber, sad. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't the typical Star Trek ending no. of McCoy making fun of Spock, and everybody has a. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't know, want and it for that one. You wouldn't Holy want crap,
2: it. What a misdirect that would be, <laughs> right? And so,
1: you know, to me, it was. You know, it was just one of those episodes that shows that, you know, there's not always a happy ending. Um, tough decisions had to be made. Mm-hmm. And there was just so much, um, so many cool moments, you know? It had humor, it had the drama. Um, it did. Yeah. That was, that's one of those episodes that I can watch over and over and over. And that last scene is, it's, oh, yeah. it's powerful. There's no dopey ending with it, Spock. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: Well, in the other, um, Tragic part of it is when Kirk pulls Bones back. Yeah, he can't look. Right, he's just just looking behind yeah. Bones. He just can't. And he knows what's happening, and right. you hear it, and it's it's brutal. It's not it's not no. sugarcoated. Like it's it's, not. it's awful. It, you don't see it, but you hear it. Right, and just hearing it. And Bones' reaction. Yeah, he can't believe that Kirk just allowed this to happen. And Bones is the doctor. Yeah, so he likes he wants to save people. That's his so that's, that's his that's, life's that's mission. Like, oh my god, what's going on? And yeah. The beauty of it uh, earlier on in the show, when because uh, she worked at a mission, didn't uh-huh. she? Like a homeless type. Kirk and Spock were listening. What was she doing? She was lecturing the homeless. Yeah, I mean, or? she was
1: her big thing, you know. And uh, one of the jokes in the show with one of the guys, you know, well, if you want to eat the soup, you got to listen to the show or something like that. There he you says. go. Yeah. And it was her basically preaching about what the future could be like, you know. And she was she had that utopian vision of peace and and harmony and all this stuff and. And while on the show, when you're watching it, it might feel just a tad on the hokey side, um, you know, there's people out there that, you know, they, they truly feel that stuff, you know, and... and uh, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it at all. And, and she was just, she was really big on that, you know, and Kirk really was enamored with her enthusiasm and with her sincerity of purpose.
3: Now, I don't pretend to tell you how to find happiness in love when every day is just a struggle to survive but I do insist that you do survive because the days and the years ahead are worth living for. One day soon, man is going to be able to harness incredible energies, maybe even the atom, energies that could ultimately hurl us to other worlds in some sort of spaceship. And the men that reach out into space will be able to find ways to feed the hungry millions of the world, and to cure their diseases. They will be able to find a way to give each man hope and a common future. And those are the days worth living for.
2: It's so poetic that she had to die for that to live, that Mm -hmm. idea she preached about. Right. Like, that's just crazy how that was connected like that. But yeah, yeah, and I I remember when Kaspok wore a... It was like a stocking cap. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. And I guess there's a scene where she sees his ears. Or no, he just tells. She's like, "Why has he always got that on?" Right. Like he, what do you, he get his? He got his ears in a cheese grater or something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was.
1: He's Asian, Kirk said. Oh, really? He's got his ears stuck in a rice picker.
2: You're shitting me. I'm
1: not. Okay, that could be omitted. That could be omitted. <laughs> you know that, but this is also the a product 60s. of its time yes. a little bit. Yes. Um, that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little cringeworthy, Yeah. But at the same time, um, I don't know. It was that show was like you said, poetic is a really great word for it. It won numerous awards. Yes. Um, that episode did. And uh uh just just phenomenal. And you know, the other episode that I think of while I like Space Seed better, the introduction of Khan. Of course. You know, it would be remiss to not mention it at least. Yeah. I I think of the episode of The Devil in the Dark. Now, this episode in particular is one where um, Kirk and Spock are going to this mining facility, and there's a creature that's killing people um, that are working in the mine. And so Starfleet needs to go and help and, you know, kind of take care of things. This one was really cool for a couple reasons. Number one, it turned out that this creature was only trying to protect its offspring. you know so it wasn't like it was targeting or t- terrorizing the humans. it was that whole fear of the unknown you know message behind the episode was that not everything you know is, is going to turn out bad and and not everything is bad no matter you know and it was a, of course it you know turns out to be a big misunderstanding. the Spock mind melds with the creature and the creature and the humans end up working together at the end uh, in the facility. So it's kind of cool. I know uh, William Shatner himself uh, and Leonard Nimoy both named it as one of their favorite episodes that they filmed, which is cool. I didn't know that until like a year ago.
2: Yeah, um, I I don't know if I ever saw that. I, some of it sounds familiar. Did, was there a scene where Spock, when he was mind melding, did he talk about pain? The yes. Pain. Yes. There's a funny story behind that. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, you know, because they were trying to get the word out that this was a, an important show. It wasn't yeah. just your average sci-fi goofy right. fest, whatever. These executives finally came to the to set. Yeah, that was the scene they got to see, and it of course looked ridiculous, right? Because he's just screaming, and, right? And yeah, it was also a. Uh, I believe it might have also been the time William Shatner lost his father in real life. And, it was that episode. Yep. Yep. And he was, and he apologized later for this. He, he I think he gets misunderstood a lot. Sure. Like it's just his, just his way. But he was trying to basically convey to everybody that he was okay. And he cracked mm-hmm. a joke when Leonard Nimoy was acting his mm-hmm. heart out, saying the pain. And I think he said, uh, someone get him an aspirin or something. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and he didn't like that too well. Right. But yeah, yeah, that, but that's a yeah. great episode.
1: Yeah, it is a great episode. And and the the main reason I picked that episode, it, you know, besides the cool themes involved to it, it's the very first Star Trek episode I remember watching as a kid. And I'm sure I've seen other ones prior to that, but that's sure. the one that sticks out in my head at age five or six, watching the reruns on TV with my dad and my little brother. And I remember that episode. So it, it took me a while to remember the name of that episode and the whole thing. And as soon as I did, I downloaded that thing. You know, I mean, I've that's got cool. it You know, at all times. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, it was one of those things where I was my first introduction to Star Trek. Wow, that's, you know that I remember. That's great. Yeah, and so to me, yeah, it's a, it's got that special place. But uh, and luckily, it's a really good episode. <laughs> you know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. maybe a stinker or anything right, like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so fortunately for me, that that first experience was also attached to a really solid story with some cool themes of um, of how to deal with fear and and how to deal with the unknown. Sure, pretty
2: cool stuff. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's so great. You got to do that as a family, you know, because. When I was young, like I I mean my uncle dug it a little yeah. bit. We I still remember when DS nine was coming on, we he taught me how to record things on yeah. tape, you know. We were all about recording that because that was the time where it was it would be on and mm-hmm. maybe an encore, but that's it for a while. Yeah. And I didn't want to miss it. I was right. so psyched. I couldn't I couldn't catch it live for some reason. But you know, it's just different times. Yeah. But you know, my one of my best friends kind of got me hooked on Trek a little bit. You know, uh, as a kid, I, I saw The Voyage Home, the right. Star Trek 4 movie. I still vaguely remember seeing uh Reading Rainbow. Yeah. And obviously, Next Gen already started at this time. But LeVar Burton was doing the episode where he goes to the set. Right. And I just remember being intrigued and like not understanding what I was seeing. Yeah. But just it was just it was a bunch of things thrown together that finally got me in in like the early 90s i was i was pretty much hooked even if i get tired of star Trek, i always come back to it right it's it's up there with batman and oh yeah i love talking about it yeah so. no
1: kidding and you know there's so much to it that you know there's times where i want to like really dive in and get extremely detailed You know, I've, I've got old Star Trek novels that I've read, you know, from Voyager, from the original crew, you know, the whole thing, you know, so I'll reread one of those or go buy one, you know, and, uh, kind of lose yourself in that world, you know, because, because of the beauty of the media that we've received, we can picture almost every last thing that we're reading. Right. And, (laughs) uh, you know, it's not like picking up a Robert Jordan novel and you have to just picture what this tree might look like or, you know, uh, of the 19 pages of descriptions of what that one tree is. It's, so it's, it's it's great you know it is. And, uh so yeah you're right you know it's just it's something you can go back to at any time
2: I just have the the fondest childhood memories I have Star Trek's involved yeah it just is you know I remember going to the grocery store magazine aisle it'd either be Star Trek magazine or star log and you'd always see Star yeah. Trek you know something about Star Trek in those and it was just it was such a magical time yeah. and we were spoiled like you said oh, yeah the 90s were just heaven for a Trekkie. Oh, yeah. If you love Star Trek. Yeah, that was the time. You yeah, know? it was just a fantastic time. And I, I look forward to getting back there. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. it's all there. It's not yeah. gone. So thankfully. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I remember, you know, when I was when I was a kid, and I was very young, you know, it was uh, syndicated. And it was on on a weekend day. I don't know if it was on a Saturday or Sunday. But, you know, I just remember we'd have to watch it in the afternoon. And, you know, it was yep. just one of those things that we did. And, man, I don't know how many times. I played pretend and I was always Kirk and, you know, it was just, yep. that
2: was a great time. You it's a classic cowboy, you know, yeah. in space mm-hmm. with this blaster, but it's more than that. Right. You know, like it, it's basically one of those shows like, yeah, like you said, a family can mm-hmm. see. Everyone gets something out of it. Yeah. You know, the kids get the action, the, you know, the parents right. get uh, the message, yeah. you know. It's just, it's great.
1: Yeah, and and it was, and what a positive influence too for a kid, because you know, again, we talked about the diversity, the inclusion. Yeah. And it had those strong themes, what life could be like, you yeah, know, and it was, uh, yeah, so it was, it was awesome. That's and that stuff stuck with me, you know, throughout absolutely. my whole life. It's, I mean, that was cool.
2: such a ballsy move, and I'm sure Roddenberry had to go through hell to get yeah. a lot of those things done. I mean, there was a lot of stuff they couldn't, they still weren't right. able to do, but I mean, hats off to. Showing that, yeah, you can have a diverse crew in the future and they're not doing like crappy work. They're right. not doing like, here's your coffee boss. Right. They're actually a part of the crew. They're, right. They're helping that ship run and they're legitimate contributors yes, to the cause. Exactly. Her uh, was the communication officer. Yeah. Like, you go through her to get anything. And Right. And you might know this, but there was a time, and I can't remember if it's because she wanted to go back to Broadway. Or whatever. But Nichelle Nichols...
1: She was yeah. considering leaving the show. Yeah. And she got some advice from uh, some unknown guy. Who was that? Uh, Marty. Uh, Marty. Marty King Jr., right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Martin yeah. Luther King. Yeah, he he told her. He, he said, you know, you should stay because you're such a strong role model and an influence. You know, it's the first time an African-American woman has been featured on TV in a role that wasn't, you know, potentially demeaning, really. Right. Yeah. You know, and how great was that and and another another first for star trek or for any tv at that time was the first interracial kiss yep you know kirk and and ohura you know i mean that's a so many cool firsts so much groundbreaking visionary things that happened that you know the future star trek series were able to capitalize on you know and so we fast forward, you know, I, I know the animated series is kind of stuck in there, but for the live action TV, you know, we, we go up to Next Generation Next, and yes. was that 88 or 87? I think 87. 87. So, yeah, I mean, I'm close to getting out of high school, and this thing comes out. Wow. Um, it's just so cool. What you were know. your thoughts at that time? <sighs> My thoughts at that time, being an immature weasel, <laughs> was, Kirk's awesome, this new bald guy's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it took me a few years to get into the next generation.
2: And it took them a few years to actually get on their own course. Right. But yeah.
1: You know, and in rewatching like some of those early couple, first couple seasons of Next Gen, you know, I like them just fine. You know, but I remember at first it was hard for me as someone who, as a Star Trek fan, should be more enlightened. Wasn't open to giving them a chance. You know, I mean so you that's, weren't the only one. That's there just me several. being a douchebag. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. So that's basically all it was. Yeah. Um But yeah, you know, and so then once once I finally got into it and gave it that chance, it was phenomenal. You know, I remember I remember going home at one point and telling my dad when I was visiting, I'm like, I know we always watched Kirk and Spock. <laughs> yeah. You should give this a chance. I think you're gonna like it. Right. You know, and uh he never did, but uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, hats off to them for trying something new. Yeah, they didn't go for the the comfortable. I mean, yes, they adapted aspects of the show. You had Data, who was basically like Spock, right? You know, uh,
1: you're on the Enterprise, you're exploring, right, right? You know, but they really, they really took what the uh, original series laid down as a foundation and built so much on top of it. You know, exactly. I mean, I mean, twenty plus years had passed. You know, since the uh, two series, wow. they, they followed they followed that formula. You know, and, and that's I think Star Trek was so different at the time in the '60s because it didn't follow the standard formula. You know, you had your cop shows, you had your westerns, and you know everything was resolved, nice and neat. And yeah, and 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 there wasn't really an ongoing story arc that was always being built. And it's not that the original series had ongoing story arcs like you might see in supernatural or the flash or any of these shows today but they were still building upon that universe yes you know so then when you saw the klingons again or you saw the romulans again you knew who they were where they came from there was history there you know whereas like your cop show or western show of the week was just formula bad guy yeah good guy beats bad guy shoot him up (laughs) they all smile and laugh at the end yep And rinse and repeat next week. Yes. You know, and Star
2: Trek had so many different themes to it. It went for it. Right. Just like the, you know, the original series. And I don't mean to back up a little bit, but do you remember Phase 2? The whole plans for Phase 2? Yes. Yeah. That was basically, thanks to Star Wars, we Uh got the Star Trek movies, um, but they were going to do their own next-gen type of show back in the late 70s, I believe, with Phase 2. So, I think they took... I'm sure they borrowed a lot of ideas for that for that project for next gen, um, but yeah, that's cool how it, it took they took a break off that phase two, and mm-hmm. they went into movies, and then the movies were successful, and then they went back into a, a phase two type show, right? But it was next gen, yeah. and what's interesting is that one of the biggest things that next gen offered was, you know, Commander Data. He's an android. Mm-hmm. You have Commander Worf. Yeah. Although I don't know if he started out as a commander.
1: Yeah, I don't think he did, but uh, Lieutenant
2: Worf. But they yeah. had diversity within their own. They did. their own uh, reality, or whatever. They had a Klingon aboard right. the ship. Yeah, that was big news, you know, yeah, at the time. That was that was. He's supposed to be the bad guy, right? You know, and there right. He is. and they dealt with that too. You know, just like Spock when he joined Starfleet. Right. He was kind of. I don't know if Spock was as as shunned by his own people. He was still but, an outcast. But yeah, there was several episodes where uh, you know they had Klingon relations. They mm-hmm. had to deal with um, you know. Worf was viewed as not having honor and all this crap because he was adopted by Russians, I believe. Uh And so, yeah, Next Gen had its own thing going for it. And the other interesting thing, I've seen a little bit of the animated series. I don't mean to go back, but I just a random thought. Yeah. But the holodeck was a huge thing that was introduced in Next Gen. Right. It was a huge, you know, and it's been adapted. I think Voyager had a holodeck. Mm -hmm. Yep. Apparently, the holodeck was introduced in the animated series. Yeah. And that's because they didn't have budget constraints. It was a cartoon. They could go for it. Oh, and yeah. So they they got to borrow from all of it, their own yeah. stuff, basically, to make it better, I guess. Yeah, you and know? some
1: of those animated series shows um, are particularly amazing just because they did so many different things. Because you're exactly right. They can't go and they couldn't have done all those things in the original series budget that they did. Right. And, and they had a really strong story concepts out of that animated series I I think is criminally underrated, you know, and and people are used to really sweet cool animation today. Sure. Sure the animation's basic and you know, but you have to remember it's a product of its time. That's a strong strong
2: show. Yeah. I'd recommend it to anybody. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, TNG that that was my generation. Yeah. Star Trek and yeah, so it, two episodes for you from Next Generation. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, um, It's a tough one. <laughs> it, well, it is. Because, you know, as we know, Next Gen ran for seven, yeah. seven seasons. So Yeah, we got more than
1: twice as many Next yes. Gen episodes than we did original series.
2: Um, this is kind of like a arc, you could say. The mm-hmm. um, Best of Both Worlds, yes. Part 1 and 2, where Picard is captured by the Borg and gets yeah. assimilated, which later is revisited in First Contact, mm-hmm. the movie. But I find the episode absolutely... After all that, uh, I don't know if it's called homecoming, but he goes back to Earth yeah. because they're like he needs to, he needs to get back he needs to the to car down just a little bit, right, yeah, right. And you know because he was he, everything was taken from him, so mm-hmm. he's just kind of jarred from the experience. And I don't, I don't remember if he if he admitted to that or they just they could sense it and they just you know they're like oh, yeah. sure, leave, go back to Earth, go back to France, even yeah. though he spoke British, right? He's from France. He got to go to the vineyard, the yeah. Picard vineyard, I believe. Um, his whole family, there's always been a Picard exploring, right? And so his brother kind of gone against that and kind of kind of dismisses that. Yeah. At, you know, you know he's he's more of a worker basically. Right. And, and Picard so Bacard was the last of his line, yeah. It, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, him and Picard have a kind of a rough relationship. They're not you know lovely, do- lovely, lovely. Yeah. Do- you know, his brother's giving him a hard time, even though his brother knows what he's been through. And there's finally a breaking point in that show. I think the two of them just finally get into a fight. Yeah. And Picard just breaks down.
0: You don't know, Robert. You don't know. They took everything I was. He used me to kill and to destroy, and I couldn't stop them. I should have been able to stop I tried. I tried so hard. But I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't good enough. I should have been able to stop I should. I should. So. My brother is a human being after all this is going to be with you a long time Jean-Luc a long time you have to learn to live with it you have a simple choice now live with it below the sea with Louis, or above the clouds with the Enterprise
2: It's right after the Best of Both episode Worlds. episode right
0: afterwards,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: and I know that's like three episodes. but No,
1: that's all right, though. I mean, I count Best of Both Worlds as one. I mean, that's one story. Of course, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: There you go. You saved it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that one after is, I think, it's just as good. Of course, Elementary Data is oh, a yeah. favorite of mine. I love Sherlock Holmes yeah. and Watson <laughs> and him and Jordy. Oh, my gosh. That was just... That holodeck yeah. gave us so much, and what a cool friendship on that show. You yeah, know? I mean, I love the sub,
1: you know, and and I think we were talking about this before the show how they, you know, the the original series maybe didn't get some of the and when I say the some of the other co stars didn't get yeah. maybe some of the screen time or or that sort of thing, um, for whatever reasons. But you, you're right. I think that the other uh, series that came came after picked up on that. And we able to correct that, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so you saw more episodes that were centric, not just on like a main triumvirate of actors. Exactly. Um, you know where you had your Kirk Picard. Or, I'm sorry, Kirk McCoy and Spock um, that were always pretty much the focus. The everyone trinity, else, right? The trinity, and and they yeah. had a uh, everyone else kind of had the secondary parts. Um, they had their moments in the movies. They certainly they had did. Big moments, and even in the even in the TV show, yeah. every now and then they have their moments, but. Yep. Uh, it wasn't like a next-gen where you you had data-centric episodes. LaForge, every single person had their times to shine. They did. Which was, and they had a lot. Because, again, seven seasons, there's plenty to do. Absolutely, um, yep. But, yeah, I, I know that I selected for mine Best of Both Worlds as well. Um, I mean, it's an obvious choice probably for a lot of people. But, uh, again, it's the Borg. Picards turns into the Borg. Yeah. you know, And what a cliffhanger. Probably one of the best oh, cliffhangers wow. of all time. Yes. Was that first episode of Best of Both Worlds, part one there. And, you know, I'm the cutest of Borg, yeah. the whole thing. You know, hopefully we can play a clip of that one or something. Yeah, but, I'll uh, throw that in. Yeah, but it was... Uh, um, that, that how I,
2: cool. Oh, yeah. I, I believe the cliffhanger ended with... Because Riker assumed command of uh-huh. the Enterprise. Didn't it end with him saying, fire? Right. Oh my god! Yeah, so I that's mean, probably one of the best cliffhangers yeah. ever. Like he was set to kill Picard. Yeah, and you he, know? he he conveyed resistance, but they this was a whole new threat. And I I know this is more than the episodes like I was going to mention, but I have to say this real quick. Yeah, yesterday's Enterprise, hmm. one of my favorites. Yeah, when I um I don't know if you remember this, but it was probably over a decade ago. Obviously, CMT, which was like a country music yeah whatever channel they were rebranding and they called themselves TNN i believe yeah. they premiered they did a marathon of next gen oh, they started yeah. running those shows Yeah. and i got to see so much cuz at that time i don't think i had the the dvds right. yet and the tapes were just hard to come by yeah. you know it was a great time it was a great week but yeah this this episode came on yesterday's enterprise and basically what it's about is they you know they're doing their thing out in space and a, like a wormhole opens up yeah. and they're scanning And basically, it's another Enterprise. It's the Enterprise C, which disappeared in Romulan territory or whatever years ago, maybe 20 years ago before uh, next gen. And so the minute it comes through, I believe there's like this mirror type effect and everything's changed. Mm -hmm. Like when the Enterprise C came through this wormhole into the TNG timeline, because the sea wasn't supposed to be in that timeline. It right. disrupted everything. It changed everything. All of a sudden, the Enterprise was darker inside. Uh it was more militarized. Right. They were at war. Starfleet wasn't peaceful anymore. They were they were on the brink. They were they were during, they were battling war. And Worf wasn't there because the Klingon thing, uh, you know, the Klingons were still uh, they didn't become like an ally, I guess you could say. Yeah. But I remember, I still remember when I saw the episode, because the lighting changed. and It really brought their uniforms out yeah. more. And they had these like silver belts. It was really, it, it looked like yeah. an expensive episode. Right. But I swear when that happened, for a second I was, I I just forgot all the Star Trek movies. Because I honestly was like, is this a Star Trek movie that I never saw? Right. Because it looked very theatrical. Yeah. But it was so great. Uh, Tashi Yar, which I think she was killed off first season, I believe. Yeah, Denise Crosby, yeah. What a great concept with that of her living, and Guinan, who was played by Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. a Trek fan, Yeah, I think practically begged Gene Ronberry, and he ha- he found it hard to believe when people were telling him. I think uh, LeVar Burton was friends of- with yeah. her, and he was telling Gene, she wants to be on a show, and he I think he just thought, you're kidding me, she's an Oscar winner, she doesn't want to be on a show. So he had a, he had talked yeah. to her and he got he made her this part and I think second season might have been when she was introduced right so season three she's and of course that that opened up um, ten forward ten right? forward lounge yeah which I would love to replicate for my house wouldn't that today. be amazing <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg and bartend or right. whatever but she uh, her species uh, I they, I don't know if they really ever explained her species. I think that's something they kind of missed. They did in Generations a little bit. A little bit, yeah. You know, yeah. alluded to it. And, a lot of mystery and, mm-hmm. and vague, you know. Right. Um I mean, unfortunately, as Star Trek has gone on, there's been several slight concepts introduced and not really followed Fleshed through. out entirely, yeah. Exactly. So there's kind of... We a, know the Borg split apart her race and
1: all that of stuff. Of course, but, yeah. You know, we know that. The Borg's probably done that to thousands of races. So. Exactly.
2: She's the only one that can sense that Tasha doesn't belong right. here. And it's it's just such a crazy, it's yeah. a great episode. And I don't want to give all of it away, but that's one of my favorites. Yeah,
3: I can see it in your eyes, Gainan.
0: We've known each other too long. We weren't meant to know each other at all. At least that's what I sense when I look at you. Tasha, you're not supposed to be here. Where am
2: I supposed to be? Damn. In the future episodes, Spock guest starred. Yeah. Ambassador Spock, he became that. And he was helping the Romulans, and that Um, was a big thing. Unification. Yes. So at the end of yesterday's Enterprise, Tasha falls, basically during the show, she falls in love with a commander from Enterprise C. Mm -hmm. Picard has, has spoken with the captain, and basically... Picard has to convey that they have to go back, yeah. and die pretty much. They're not going to survive, right? But they have to do that, just like the Joan Collins type of thing. Oh, yeah, they have to die so a better reality can exist. Can live, right, right. They, you know, they're set to do that. They're an honorable crew. They're they're ready to do it, and they'll they'll go for it. So, I think the captain gets killed because some Romulans come through because it's it's an alternate timeline. Yeah, a lot of a lot of war going on. Anyway, the captain's killed. Tasha decides to stay. Yeah. And give him a fighting chance. Right. And because of that, I don't know if they really fleshed this out. Since they were in Romulan territory, this new character came about in Unification. Mm -hmm. Same actress, Denise Crosby, playing this Romulan with blonde hair. Yep. So, apparently, she is a relative of Tasha Yar. Right. So how about that? Yeah, that was crazy. Sweet.
1: It was awesome. That was mind blowing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's oh, that's that's the beauty, right? Of, oh, and the crazy. story
1: behind it, I think, was just it was interesting because I mean, Denise, I think Denise Crosby regretted leaving the show. She did. Yeah. Right. And I forgot so, why she left. Do you I remember? don't remember to be honest, but I know that you know she ended up regretting it, and I think they liked her too, obviously, and so it was really great that they found these pieces for her. Yes. And and these parts for her to be able to fill. Um,
2: and she did it so well. Well, and season two was a huge change with the doctor. Yeah. You know, um, is it Gates McFadden? What's her name? Gates McFadden. Was okay, I was pressure. right. Yeah. Okay, she left the show. I don't know. I don't know what she was. Maybe she thought the same way. It wasn't going to go anywhere. Right. Um. They had that new doctor on there for season two. Right. Um. And she
1: actually had a part in the original series. If I recall, she right? did. Yeah. She
2: did. Yes. Um. What What's really cool. To you know, again, I'm sorry I'm going all over the place. My my mind's just yeah. firing like everywhere. But uh the next gen cast in real life, they were a fun bunch. Mm-hmm. Like they were family. Yeah, they annoyed the hell out of their directors yeah. for the most part because they just were goofy. Yeah. Picard or I'm sorry, Picard, Patrick Stewart yeah. was a Shakespearean actor. Right. And he came to set basically in the beginning with a bug up his ass. Right. They quickly, you know, told him that's not how it's going to be. Right. This isn't Shakespeare. Right. And so he was able to let loose and he credits that to this day of him being a better person. For yeah. Him. And so.
1: Well, and he's known now for his, I mean, like his family guy appearances. And yes. He's known for a sense of humor and his wide range of doing things that are completely serious to things that are just completely ludicrous, you know. And exactly. I love that there's a guy like that that doesn't take himself so seriously that he can't. Do all these different types of things, right? You know, yeah, he's awesome.
2: I was listening to Nerdist one time; he was being interviewed. They actually tested him in a toupee with a French accent. Oh wow! And it's one of those like lost things you can't, oh, you gotta you have to find it. But because they had you know like oh I think he should wear a wig or yeah. something and yeah what a what a great he made bald cool. Oh, you he know really what I mean? did. You know, he yeah, showed as I'm sitting here bald right same now. Same <laughs> here, same here. So yeah, I look up to him, but yeah, yeah um, what and when I what I was getting to with the TNG cast being, you know, a fun bunch is whoever played the Doctor in season two. You know, she mm-hmm. was in the original series. I, I don't remember her name. Sadly, I don't either. Uh, unfortunately, but she was very. I, I guess she was very strict from what I heard. Yeah, she didn't really appreciate them screwing up. Right, and so I don't know if that's why she parted or they parted her for right. Know? Yeah, bring back Beverly. Because I think Beverly was on a side mission or something. They
1: explained it like that, yeah. Right. I I know that my other Next Generation episode um, for me, and I I don't know if this is one of those iconic episodes, but for me it just kind of stuck out a matter of honor. Now, what that one was was where Riker was selected to do an officer exchange thing with a Klingon ship. He goes, and he's a first officer on a Klingon ship, and... Before he goes, he's kind of consulting with Worf on, you know, all this stuff and some funny moments with the food. And, you know, Worf's got his line that, you know, Gawk is always best when served life, you know, and all this <laughs> stuff. And asking, um, and, and Riker asks him, he's like, Is it true that the first officer's job is to assassinate and kill the captain when the captain's unfit? And Worf's like, Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the deal, buddy. Uh, I think the line was different, but uh, yeah, (laughs) that was the message. I mean, and so, you know, Riker had to go over there and it was not an easy situation for him. And, you know, he was placed in scenarios that, you know, questioned his honor. And that was the first episode where, and I always thought Riker was cool. I did too. But that was the first episode where I took Riker super seriously. I'm like, all right, this guy's awesome, man. You know, and uh, rocking the beard, yeah. You know, and uh, it was he was cool, he was he was tough, and you know, he made the right
0: calls. Uh, still moving, graw is always best when served live. Would you like something easier? Easier. Yes. If Klingon food is too strong for you, perhaps we could get one of the females to breastfeed you.
4: Mm,
3: He is not very attractive, but I will have him.
0: They are inquisitive. They would like to know how you would endure. Endure (laughs) what? Them. (laughs) One or both?
1: Klingon captain really tested him and, you know, was, you know, they were going to try to kill the enterprise and, you know, the captain at the end said that, you know, if you would have given up the secrets of the enterprise, I would have killed you and all this stuff because he respected that, you know, and, and Riker made the right move and uh, it was awesome. I Did, thought that was
2: a great episode. Didn't he get in a fight with the, uh-huh. the captain? Yeah. Like bare knuckle fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode. I, there's a funny scene where before he goes to the ship, I I think I'm right. Um, He's in 10 Ford. And he's got a whole table full of Klingon food. Yeah. And he's
1: yeah he's just testing it yeah, all.
2: Yeah. And he looks like he's enjoying yeah, it, actually. That was the, mind kind of it. the funny part. That was, yeah. That, um. Do you know the story behind the beard? Uh-uh. Why he got the beard? Well, after season one, he was clean shaven. Right. It was off season, so he grew a beard. Yeah. Just... You know because he didn't want to shave right and roddenberry was like oh it's not a coal that's what he that's what he said and frakes tells him he liked it yeah youtube frakes talking about this i mean they're great storytellers yeah. it's fantastic but they you know shaved it down made it you know trimmed, trimmed it, up. it up yeah yep. and there you go and there's history the beard is made yeah yeah exactly the famous beard yes yeah that's right that's right Really, really great stuff,
1: but oh, uh, yeah. that was, and I thought that was, that was so unique, seeing a Federation officer going to, you know, yeah. be an officer on a Klingon ship. Right. You know, I mean, the Klingons still weren't exactly the nicest of races, and, you know, there was still a lot of tension. Yeah. You know, it's not that... A little bit. They weren't at war with the Federation, but there was There's always tension, you know, and... Uh, exactly. Worf was a perfect example of that, you know, and... Uh, yes. It was a cool episode, I thought.
2: It was, it was. Did. Did Riker ever revisit that, or was that not it? really? That was okay. a, it was a one
1: it was a one off deal, but it was memorable. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, for me, it was, and I remember I liked that episode so much. I found it on videotape because remember <laughs> how they'd have specific episodes. Yep, I
2: bought the videotape of that episode. Wow, and and so I still have that at home somewhere. My stepdad knew a guy at Paramount, and not to get into many details, but I had quite a few of the original series on tape. Yeah, and they might have been an episode of tape or two episodes i can't remember but anyway i had some of those not all the great ones i didn't have space seed or anything like right. that always heard of these but yeah. i'd go to a rental store once in a while and i'd see some episodes i don't have mm-hmm. and at the time i could get these star Trek stickers and i knew how to record oh yeah so you yeah. know i tried to make my own little right series but holy crap it was time consuming oh, exhausting yeah. and expensive it was expensive i think maybe twenty dollars a tape it was then? like 20 but 19 20
1: bucks a tape Yeah, and i had one show i owned city on the edge of forever i owned my manner of time and yep. I, a handful of others um you know just because i was obsessed and weird but uh, it was awesome hey, yeah you gotta do yeah. what you gotta do especially
2: that time you know you, you, what do you pay like 30 40 bucks for a season now yeah like, you would be whole so season. broke to right. have that whole series. I was crazy. starting to
1: make some good money back then yeah. in the 90s. And so, you know, I was, <laughs> to me, that was like, all right, I can start buying this crap. You know, <laughs> I can't wait. You yeah. know,
2: and so I just got to get a room for yeah, it <laughs> between comics
1: and those tapes and, and all that stuff. Yeah. It was just my poor wife. I mean, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, so cool. So Voyager comes next in the, and the, uh, it was, it was oh, DS9. Deep, DS9 was before Voyager, you're right. Right, sorry. Um, For me, it was Voyager because I wasn't watching Deep, oh, right. Deep Space Nine at the time. So yeah, Deep Space Nine comes next. And while I'm only a couple seasons in, um, I don't really have two episodes that I picked. But I mean, the elements of that show and how different it is, you know, in comparison to the other ones. You know, I, I think that was always why I was hesitant to j- jump into it. Yeah, um, sure. I love the exploration piece. You know, and so in the back of my head, I'm thinking, "Well, these guys are just on a space station." You know, it's like a it's like a space mall. You <laughs> yeah, know, I yeah. don't I don't care about this. <laughs> it is actually, and it is. It's you know, they point. got all the shops, they got the lounges, and you know the whole thing. And <laughs> right, um, they're I've head had of the security. promenade, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're the security guards, right? They have security <laughs> guards. You know, uh, Odo's a mall security guard. He's in charge of them. Paul Blart, and, uh, yeah, Paul <laughs> <laughs> Odo Blart, Deep Space Nine. Cop I'm a Segway. right? but uh you know i'm a believer in that show you know i mean especially the themes that they explore yes versus the other i mean this is this is the adult star trek yes you know and i'm that's not to to downplay the other series and and all the things that the serious topics that they did i mean you know sitting on the edge of forever i mean look at these serious topics that they explore um oh but deep space nine you know they do that and they amp it up a little bit they do they do um dealing with things like rape, drugs, racism. it's all there laid out. you know oh, it is um, it is it's pretty it was pretty intense. and again, I'm enjoying it so far. Good, you know Good. it was a it, it's a great series. you know, I'm still having fun watching it. my wife, she's house sitting all weekend. There's gonna be some Deep Space Nine this weekend going on, so go. I'm excited for that. There you go. Uh, she's not watching that one with me, <laughs> but uh, so I'm, I'm I got to kind of catch so they, that when I can. They
2: got shops. I know, and right? There's a bar. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on, honey. They you, <clears throat> they, they shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think this was slightly Ronberry's idea uh, before he passed. Obviously, this was like the last contribution he had to Star Trek, and I think uh, Rick Berman became the new. Gene basically he took over the showrunner you know, almost yeah. Right. And you know some would argue he kind of ran it into the ground, but that's another topic. I don't agree. <laughs> I only thing I had problems with with his involvement was enterprise the right. way it was handled. Right. But anyway, um yeah, uh, him and Ronbury that was their they basically started that idea together I believe and of course Gene passed away and and then yeah, we got DS9 oh, yeah. and that was that was huge. I mean, that was we were off to the races. Oh yeah. My gosh, the 90s were Huh. yeah. I I love to just revisit for those moments where mm. you know, oh my gosh. I mean, at one time, well, I can't say that. Never mind. I was gonna say at one time you had three series on, but no, TNG ended, and then you know, uh, right. Voyager premiered, I think, after that. Yeah, you had uh, dcs 9 and Voyager were on concurrently. Exactly. Yeah. So you still had quite a bit of content. Yeah. But uh, T, I think TNG ran for a little bit longer when DS9 started. And the TNG was done and then Voyager hit. Exactly. Right. The pilot episode. Yeah. And first off, I wanted to talk about the opening credits. You know, we've always had Space, the Final Frontier. Yeah. This was totally different. There was, there was nothing. Just, right. Just a beautiful score, really. Yeah. And visuals, you had this blue meteor thing. Oh, yeah. Just in, in space. And then you it scrolls down, I believe, and then you see the space station. Yeah. And you, it just kind of takes you all around the space station and you see shuttles, you see Enterprise docked, which mm-hmm. is like the, the galaxy class, whatever right. it was. It, it's not the Enterprise, it's right. another ship. But anyway, the last shot, I mean, you've seen all the space station. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool, cool, this is neat. And then a shuttle goes out to space. Wow. And then, yeah. The wormhole. Huge wormhole. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? Uh-huh. Boom and then here we go, here's our piled episode. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, and one thing that's consistent about Star Trek is the music. You know, yes. that opening theme, it's gorgeous. It is. You know, I love listening to that. I mean, I don't know how many times today when I'm watching a show on Netflix or something, I'll fast forward through the opening credits or the music. I never did that with Star Trek. Voyager's music and their mm-hmm. opening with the All the different, you know, like uh, cosmic type anomalies and just all these cool rings. Right. And how they made that sound effect as a camera went over them. You know, I mean, it was just. Well, and with Voyager,
2: it was the first time, like in the credits, regarding like a, a starship. Always you know, see it zooming past. Right. the Voyager is actually just cruising the yep. right over, you know,
1: right through that gas cloud yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Then the cells would go up and it oh, engage yeah. and warp, and that's how it ended. And but toosh. yeah, it's gone. But DS9's uh, opening was so so great. It brought you back to the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. while Picard was assimilated yeah. as Locutus. One of the ships that was destroyed was the one Cisco was on, mm-hmm. Commander Cisco, right. Played by it. Avery Brooks. Yes. And he was, he played Hawk on Spencer for Hire yeah, for a right. reference. Yep. I'm not picking on his acting at all. He has a lot of Shatner isms. He does. He, but it works. It, it works,
1: works. And I'll, I'll be honest, it took me a few episodes to get used to it. Right. Um. It's just his ways. So. It is his way. But it works. And, yeah. and it was like, and honestly, with Deep Space Nine, this wasn't one that grabbed me immediately. I liked the pilot, uh, the Picard. Um, appearance is amazing. Yes. Um, but to get used to the characters,
2: Odo was the only one that I'm like,
1: oh, this guy's pretty sweet, you know? And yeah. he was just very interesting and, they and were unique.
2: Still and still building and revamping. Odo's like, if you go into later episodes and see Odo and a lot of the other people, yeah. then you go back to the pilot, Odo looks different. They, yeah. they fixed his makeup better, right. you know, all they, they adjusted as they went. But you know, as, as you go along, you don't really notice that. Yeah. But that first episode is so powerful because Cisco sees Lacutus on the view screen. Everything goes to hell after mm-hmm. that. He loses his wife. Right. Barely, dies. barely gets his son back. You know, yeah. there's wreckage in their quarters, and even the crew on the bridge of the ship he was on, which was a Reliant.
1: The Reliant. It was a Reliant yeah. class ship. It mm-hmm. was basically the
2: ship con had yeah. in Two Star Trek Two. So. Yeah, obviously it was modified inside to look more that timeline. Yeah. But you had a you had a really diverse crew. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen some adventures with them. You had oh, this yeah. blue alien guy and hey, it was cool. It was. There's was a powerful moment where they get on a shuttle to leave the ship because the ship's gonna explode any time. And Cisco is just distraught. He's just sitting there and you know, his his wife's gone and he's just and he just looks out the window and he's mm-hmm. just got such a pissed off look mm-hmm. and and then they just, boom, they zoom out of the ship and yeah. you get to see them leave the ship and the ship blows up. That is basically Cisco's mindset, especially towards Picard. Right. So imagine seeing Picard as Locutus and then later on, you have to respect him as a commanding officer, although right. he didn't show as much respect, no. but they're meeting because Picard is respected by everybody. Right. And we know he's a great person and we know that he, this was hard for him too. Yeah. But Cisco, that's all he because remembers. Cisco's thinking of his dead wife, right? And that's all he remembers is that image on the screen, like because Picard, Picard's knowledge allowed the Borg to destroy a lot of Starfleet right. ships, yeah. so and you know a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And so that was at the beginning of the episode. It was quite something to see that rapport, because I guess you would expect them to be kind of Cisco would look up to him and
0: right. Come. Commander, yes, please, come in. Welcome to Bajor. It's been a long time, Captain. We met before. Yes, sir. We met in battle. I was on the Saratoga at Wolf 359. I assume that you have been... Briefed on the events leading to the Cardassian withdrawal. Yes, sir. I understand they spent the last half century robbing the planet of every valuable resource before abandoning it. They've left the Bajorans without a means of being self sustaining. The relief efforts we've been coordinating are barely adequate. I. I've come to know the Bajorans. I'm... ...a strong proponent for their entry into the Federation. Is it going to happen? Not easily. Ruling parties are at each other's throats. Factions that were united against the Cardassians have resumed old conflicts. Sounds like they're not ready. Your job is to do everything, short of violating the Prime Directive to make sure that they are. been made aware by starfleet of your objections to this assignment i, I would have thought that after three years spent at the utopia Planitia yards that you would be ready for a change i have a son that i'm raising alone captain this is not the ideal environment unfortunately as starfleet officers we do not always have the luxury to serve in an ideal environment i realize that sir And I'm investigating the possibility of returning to Earth for civilian service. And perhaps Starfleet Command should be considering a replacement for you. That's probably a good idea. I'll look into it. In the meantime, however... In the meantime, I will do the job I've been ordered to do to the best of my ability, sir. Dismissed.
2: cisco loved kirk sure you know? but of course picardy just this was a lot of tension there uh you got to see chief o'brien leave yeah. the enterprise and it, of course he got to f- develop his character even more on ds9 and how great was o'brien i yeah. mean
1: you know i mean and again haven't finished it but everything everything with o'brien I, he's gold well that's that, you know, the that's, guy's a great actor that's what's so great to hear is you're only what two three seasons two again? seasons in, almost done with the second so you got five more years. I got five more years. Yeah, of this. yeah, And I'm doing the same thing with this that I do with Voyager. Yeah, I'm. It's a slow burn. Sure, might as well be because as, as soon as it's done, guess what? It's done. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. Know? And I that's don't right. want to. You know, I, I I don't like that. But uh, I I don't either. And once it's all done, you know what? I'll just go back and start over. I'll go back to TNG. There I mean, I still watch original series off and on all the time. I mean, so but I'll go back to the next gen, start season one up you know and I'll exactly. just repeat rinse and repeat and then I'll be dead so um, <laughs> but uh, no yeah.
2: we'll we'll transfer your your conscience or whatever it what's it called i don't know it, spock right yeah we'll tra- um, transfer you to somebody else right that, uh, yeah. i could use it actually probably you can do that today <laughs> i think i want. could too right um, <laughs> but yeah that was that was a good yeah. that was a good entry it, it was kind of a slow start but if you stick with it Right. you like it? Oh, like yeah, said, I love it so far.
1: So you know, you got a fringy running a bar, I mean, and, and it's just there's another character that initially I'm like, if they decapitate him, I'm not gonna mind in any way, shape, or form. And within five or six episodes, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, you know, I I get it. You're not supposed to like him, right? Totally, but you can't help yourself sometimes. But you do, yeah, and yeah. and yeah. So I mean, that's why. That's why I found Deep Space Nine to be so unique, because, you know, they're taking those, um, you know, almost stereotypical type characters, and they're kind of turning them over, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, pretty awesome. And, and the whole Bajoran-Cardassian political oh, thing was just, Jeez. it's phenomenal, you right? Know? so, and, and I know the Dominion comes later, I I... I I'm excited to see it all. I know Worf's going to be coming in at some point. So, oh yeah, yeah. Just, I that, know there's a lot of great stuff. What a treat ahead. that was. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, that was just like it. I think it. I think Michael Doran really took that show into the stratosphere when he came on. Yeah. I don't know if it was really struggling, but they they revamped a lot. You know, you can only do so much on. Well, it's a, a, a space different station. dynamic, right? Yeah. I mean, it adds to right. the dynamic. I mean, they would they would leave the station do other things, but you know, as we go down the road. Cisco becomes captain, mm-hmm. they get they get the Defiant, yeah. a little ship that can cloak, which right. is really cool. And so they're able to have their As
1: Riker would say, that's a tough little ship. <laughs> little. To which, right, there you go. <laughs> exactly. I love that line. <laughs> a little. That was so funny.
2: I was, oh, a oh, good that was so chemistry. Oh, yeah. Bottle that up. But no kidding. But yeah, you got DS9 evolved to give you still give you the DS9 episodes where you know you're you're confined to one place yeah also you could go out to the galaxy and you know they got into war territory sure. later on and yeah it it had everything in it yeah and you know i don't know if this was ever planned at the time but we were so damn spoiled i think we all thought okay ds9 they're gonna run seven seasons and they're gonna get their movies yeah voyager the same
1: and none of those happened oh yeah
4: and it's a, you know,
1: right. And, <laughs> and to move on to Voyager, um, you know, I, sometimes I, I see critiques and this is the show that gets hit the hardest. It does. Aside from Enterprise. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and even my friends, you know, that I talk to sometimes, you know, they, eh, whatever Voyager stupid, you know? And yeah, I hear that too. I don't know if it's just because, you know, I was right there on the ground floor. I mean, cause again, it took me a while to get into next gen. Sure. I never watched deep space nine until now. And, and so when Voyager came on, I'm like, I'm getting in on the ground floor. You know, I mean, I was sold on TNG, loved it to death. Here comes this new show and boom, I'm going to start watching it. And so, you know, I watched the first two or three seasons on TV live as sure. they were happening. Yep. And then work happens, family happens, all these things happen. And, um,
2: and, and I just didn't catch it again until... It's a different time. Right, it's a different time. It was gone. Like, you couldn't get it. Right. You have to buy it, and it'd be super expensive.
1: And me, my problem is, is the OCD piece where I'm a completist. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, if I miss an episode of something, guess what? That's I'm cool. going to have to wait until it comes out on Netflix because I can't... I can't function that way. Or eBay, three hundred dollars. There right. you go. Give it to me. <laughs> that and and I'm not going to torrent something and and download stuff that I can't be downloading. You know, right? Um, sure. I just so so I wait. You know, and so I waited on Voyager. And and while it while I feel like it's gotten unfair slack, you know every every series as great as it as much as we love Star Trek, you know nothing's perfect. No, you know, and and there's episodes where they're just not, you know, might be kind of a snooze fest. I they're mean, fillers, they're fillers. They all have them. some episodes take me a couple sittings to get through, you know, sure. but there's nothing wrong with that, no. you know. Um, there's one episode of Deep Deep Space Nine maybe halfway or just maybe two thirds of the way through the first season. It took me a week <laughs> sitting down three different times to get through this one episode, and then you know, and as soon as I'm done with it, I'm like. All right, let's watch right. the next one. <laughs> and then the next one just blows me away. You know, I mean, so that that's that's what TV does, yes. you know, and, and it doesn't detract from the enjoyment. But to me, Voyager was just a blast. I mean, you're in the Delta Quadrant. You're in a different, I mean, of course, it's exploration. But, I mean, the overarching theme of these guys are 78 years away from Earth. Um, they have no communication with Starfleet whatsoever, right. you know, especially the first few seasons, right? First four seasons, five. Yeah. I believe um, so. Yep. They got the link with, uh, Barkley and all that stuff later on, yeah. but that wasn't until
2: much later on. That's great callbacks. They've always done. They take yeah. little characters, put yeah. them here from their crossover. Right. City, you know, it's just, um, and it's so great, you yeah. know, and,
1: uh, um, Way was a different, I mean, she's the first female captain, big deal, you
2: know, and all that stuff. Yeah. It was a big deal at the time. And, um well, with Cisco too, the yeah, first African-American. Right. I mean, at least on a, a show, I believe they they had African-Americans as captains uh, in the movies here, right. here and there, you know. Yeah. Even the Indian captain. Right. I mean, they went the And you had Admiral place.
1: Cartwright in the original series, you yep. know, and all that stuff. Yep. But uh, yep. uh, as far as being the central focus, you know, yep, it was absolutely. cool that Deep Space Nine had done that. Right. And I thought it was cool that Voyager had done that with a woman. And, exactly. Um, you know, and, and while she was a woman... Um she was not your fluffy Barbie doll playing no. woman. I mean, <laughs> she rivaled Kirk in mm-hmm. her ballsiness, you know, and uh, um, I can't for the life of me and I tried for two weeks to think of my two favorite Voyager episodes. I can't do it. Wow. Um, there are so many great ones that I enjoyed. Um, I would I would say that if I had to pick a couple different themes, I really enjoyed any episode that featured the doctor yeah. as the pivotal player for whatever that that story may have been. Right. Um, Seven was... of Nine, of course, was an amazing addition. Forget the eye candy. Just forget it. I mean, right. I, I know that was it's a hard big controversy. Yeah. It is hard to. Yeah. Because she's, in, she's incredibly they stunning. they knew it. They gave her those outfits. They, they knew, knew it. it. They did it on purpose. Yeah, of course. But when you get past the fact that, yeah, she's smoking hot and she's amazing, she played that character to the hilt. Yeah. And it and it created not only some really good, feel-good moments when you would see her evolve as a character, but the humor that she provided by being completely straight-laced mm-hmm. and and having the Borg mentality created I I, I haven't had any Laugh out loud moments like I have with Voyager, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that were just hilarious and funny because, especially with the Doctor and and Seven of Nine when they interplayed together. That was funny. Man, those, those, they were gold. Right. And everybody in that show was gold. Um, What a great concept for the Doctor.
2: Yeah. A holographic Doctor. Holographic Doctor. And and he evolved and he continued to evolve. And uh, he became uh, real, right? Is that, um, I don't know how it ended with him.
1: I don't... He didn't become real. um,
2: But but he had a device he could could leave.
1: Right. He had the um, uh, holographic emitter that he was able to wear and all that. But
2: um, was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: no, no. I was going to say, and then even the other characters, I know Ensign Kim gets a big... People get a lot of... Give him a lot of flack. You know, he was very bland and all this stuff. But you know what? Um, He had some really awesome moments too. Yeah, didn't... There was some centric episodes on him. I mean... Yeah, he had uh he had great moments, you know, and uh it was a it was a great series. Enjoyed it immensely. Um overall, probably my favorite series of the entire Yeah. Entire I think group. it's just as
2: good, honestly. I yeah. didn't really have a problem with Voyager. I was just as psyched to see it when it came on. I remember I was ready to tape it. Yeah. Tape the hell out of it and <laughs> watch it and watch it. But I think it was I think most of the hatred comes from fatigue you know you're coming off TNG DS9 right they're kind of similar but DS9's got its own thing right. and voyager is kind of a return to next gen type yeah but they're stranded you know like you said 80 some right. or 78 years away from earth so
1: and and that's a great way to put it you know i, I guess I never really thought of it that way was the fatigue factor you know knowing that i wouldn't say it was oversaturated with star trek but there was a lot of star trek there was, there was. And and that's where I know when we were talking earlier about how sometimes there needs to be downtime. Yeah. You know, maybe Voyager would have done better um, critically, or at least from an appreciation standpoint, if it had come out five years after nothing. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, you, it you can speculate all day it, long, it, but... Yeah,
2: you could, you could. It, I mean, it still was successful in its own right. Oh, yeah, it's it's just, it
1: lasted seven seasons. Right. But I, I would have loved to have seen, you know one movie of what happened to these people later,
2: you know, I mean, and a lot of people want, still want that. Yeah. And, and not to say we can't get it. I just, it's the powers to be, yeah. unfortunately, but in the Voyager novels, um, those were the first Star Trek novels I read. Um,
1: I read, I don't know, five or six of them as they were coming out, you sure. know, and they were awesome. Yeah. You know? And that's, so that was my first kind of trek into the, uh, yeah, the, Star Trek books. Right. And, uh, they were good.
2: They were good. <laughs> There's just so much content. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous in a great way (laughs) you know what I mean it's just I yeah I think at the time it was fatigue given that I mean even to a Trek fan it was probably an overload because it's just like you need to take things in you got you got DS9 on as uh same time Voyager is and you got the movies right oh my gosh you know and then if you lose track it's like yeah and then of course you probably given to some people do anyway like People are knocking the show, and you're oh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, it sucks." And you never really saw it yourself, right? Yeah, it, it. They all had they all had a purpose, and, and they all contributed something to sure. what we all love, right? Yeah, you know, they expanded the universe. They uh, they did, and and they all did a good job of it. I do like the episode where, um, oh gosh, who was the Vulcan? What was his name? Tuvok. Tuvok and, Neelix. Neelix transport malfunction. And they create a whole new person. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was a phenomenal
1: episode. Yes.
2: That's one that sticks out in my mind. That is
1: one that sticks out for sure. Um, That one tugs on your heartstrings, man. That is a great, great episode. And Neelix is another one of those characters that I think gets some unnecessary flack. Yep. I agree. um, not everybody is the stoic John Luke Picard. Yeah. Not everybody is the cavalier, swashbuckling James Kirk. Right. You know, I like the variety of characters that we saw on Voyager um, and even Deep Space Nine. You know, yeah. uh, um, You know, Paris was in prison. Yeah. You know, uh, Tom Paris uh, Torres. She's a half human, half Klingon um with a severe attitude problem and yeah. you know it, there was uh, i think that show had a lot going for it you it know and, and people thought it felt too soap opera sometimes but you know what i mean to me it's it's star trek you know this yeah. is that universe and humanity it's humanity, uh, it's humanity mean, it's... and it wasn't ever dopey right i don't think
2: i mean they weren't they were for seven years you gotta have to adapt and change yeah. and yeah i mean yeah call it what you will yeah. but yeah. good call on that episode that's a great one. I, it's one of the ones that sticks out. Because <laughs> in, in the end, I mean, they basically have to kill this, this new, new person per- right. who wants to live. Yeah, And I, I I know how it ends. Obviously, they get sure. split apart again. But that's that was a unique episode, I remember.
1: Another uh, hard decision by Janeway. Of course. That she didn't hesitate to make. Yeah, of course. You know? Of course. And she wasn't popular for doing it. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times that crew was pissed off at their boss, you know. I mean,
2: but at the same time, that's real. What a voice she! Oh, she, oh my gosh, uh, what's what's the actress's name again? Kate, uh, Kate Milgrew. Yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. She like she's come. In from, orange is the new black nowadays. Yes, yeah. playing a Russian, mm-hmm. she's just she's great, and she she has that commanding voice. Like they really casted things yeah. well. Especially with her yeah, you know her
1: presence was phenomenal oh yeah and absolutely. i love the interplay between her and Chicote. i mean it was just yeah you know they developed a true respect and bond you know and Chicote exactly. was the maquis leader you know so he was part of that resistance and sure. was you know had to be integrated into the crew and of course you know i mean if none of that stuff happened he'd have gone to prison probably himself probably you know yeah. and uh, torres and and all those guys would have just been you know in huge huge trouble but they had to do. They had to work together, and uh, you know they all came back heroes. It was cool.
2: It was because yeah, like you said, Tom Tom Paris was in prison. Yeah, this is all about redemption for oh, him. Yeah. And you know his father was an admiral, and you know it was really heartwarming when they were getting close to being home. Yeah. And his dad's like, "Tell him I I miss him," yeah. you know, or something like that. It and was cool.
1: It was really neat. And Tom Paris, I loved to death because I mean he was a guy. He's like, I could be buddies with that dude. Yeah. You know, I would go out and drink beer with this guy because right. he's cool. You yeah. Know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was fun, man. Well,
2: didn't they uh, later on have like holodeck type episodes?
1: Yeah. Captain Proton. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, uh, and they were always in black and white, just like the old sp- sci fi serials, you know, of like the
2: 40s and 50s. Right. Um, it was a great throwback to those things. And I have never seen them. Never? No. I've seen posters. Yeah. I know about it. It's just one of those things I haven't gotten. Find a yet. couple because uh, I will. I, uh, Netflix is Janeway
1: is, gets involved.
2: <laughs> I think I, I've seen a visual yeah. of that. Yeah, I uh, so great. I yeah, that is on my list definitely. Yeah. I do remember even at the time when that came out, that was a that was a spark, within, right. Wherever you could hear, yeah. you know, like...
1: Holodeck failsafes go, and the bad guys are now a legit threat inside of it, and Janeway has to get involved. Oh, man, it's just great. Oh, that's
2: awesome. It is really awesome. That's like when Picard was the, what, 1930s detective, yeah. and they... So one of the crew members got shot, yeah. and he thought it was a holographic bullet. Right. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's turned off. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. or the classic with uh, um, Data and Geordi, Holmes and Watson... Mm-hmm. moriarty uh becomes self-aware basically right and he's like taking over the ship and everything yeah. like oh my gosh just so much great stuff but yeah i i enjoyed them all voyager and yeah um uh, did we go through all the episodes you liked on voyager yeah sorry absolutely Kendrick, no yeah do you want to talk about enterprise a little bit or i know you haven't seen it but i, I can kind of talk talk a little bit about it yeah. and
1: then i think we'll wrap this one up and yeah. we'll just do another episode.
2: I know, gosh. Cool. I could go all day. No kidding. It's so great. Um so, so Enterprise. Yeah, that was i i remember when that premiered. That had a strong premiere. Mm-hmm. Had a strong premiere. It was 100 years before Kirk, yeah. Spock, i believe. So it was a big big, you know, uh new direction to take. Yeah. And yeah, you had you had Scott Bakula, which he had a great presence cuz you know, i grew up watching this guy in Quantum Leap oh, sure. and everything and still admire the guy. He's a great actor and just super nice. I mean, he comes off that way anyway, but yeah. he can also act. Oh, he's great. Like, he he he's a strict captain. Yeah. He doesn't really like Vulcans too well, because this is after First Contact, mm. and actually, uh, the pilot episode, Zephyrin Cochran has a cameo.
4: Yeah, James
2: Cromwell filmed a cameo for the, for the pilot. That's awesome. It's an older Zephyrin Cochran, and he's basically, he's basically become the guy that Everyone expected praised him to be in first in contact. Right that that changed him, and so that is really cool because they're launching, basically. Yeah, Earth is launching its first um, Starfleet is launching its first ship. Yeah, and Archer, which is uh, Bacula's captain character, his father helped uh, get them there. Yeah, he he built one of the um, warp earlier warp ships after the you know first contact happened and all that. So. Just with the relations with his father, seeing his father, you know, uh, basically seeing Starfleet compromise a lot of the Vulcans because the Vulcans were pretty much like Big Brother, like, you're doing this wrong. You shouldn't do this, whatever. Archer always had that sense, even as a kid, I think, to rebel against that, to to dislike that. So already going into that show, you already have that, you know, they're not lovey-dovey with each other. Right, tension. Yeah, there is. He challenges the Vulcans a lot, yeah. and even his like superior officer on Earth is kind of like, "Hey, just calm down a little bit," yeah. you know. So they finally um, get out there, and the first episode's great. They basically have to take a Klingon back to Kronos, and this is this is so new for them. Yeah. They have a Vulcan officer on the ship, which I still have some problems with, just because it kind of. Uh, kind of ruins the spock mm-hmm. you know presence because right. he was the first officer sure she was never an officer on the show right. she was like a liaison yeah. for the balkans but you know it was kind of a stretch but not not to say it was a bad character i just kind of wish it was uh, delivered better but yeah. um anyway i mean it's all critiqued out of love i still sure. enjoyed it but it, it was a good show you got to see a lot of cool things uh you know it was probably the most realistic a realistic show to our like uh for an astronaut standpoint of us seeing astronauts go into space yeah. they're up there in shuttles inspecting the ship like looking out you know they don't have all these gadgets that yeah. the other shows had yeah hundreds of years of technology yeah.
1: advantage right yeah
2: I mean they're wearing they're wearing ball caps I mean yeah. they still kind of wear similar things you know uh the uh, commanding officers on earth have a tie with their with their yeah. space suit. And there's just a cool moment where Trip is the engineer on this show and he's a great engineer, really good. And you get to see, you know, this is like the beginning of all, of all we've come to know. And yeah, they're out inspecting the enterprise and Archer's commenting on, you need to, you know, fix, fix this, fix that. They bump into the ship. Yeah. And then Archer just, it was just a fun (laughs) joke between them. He's like, well, I got to repaint that. And, uh, (laughs) But yeah, you you got to really see a lot of shuttle action. Yeah. Because the effects were finally, I think, affordable and looked great. Sure. They were finally coming to into their own. But yeah, it, overall, it, it was a good show. It had its ups and downs. Right. It struggled probably the most out of all of them. Um,
1: and it only went three seasons, didn't
2: it? Four, four actually. Four seasons. But okay. it, was, it was really stretched yeah. four. Um, but yeah, they had some really unique episodes. They had... And I'll just talk about. Well, there's several, but there's just one that's really unique. You know, the mirror universe, which we didn't talk about yet. Sure. Basically, it's an alternate reality where all our heroes are villains. Right. They're just bad guys. Yeah. Starfleet is probably not Starfleet, but there's some other yeah. organization where they're just evil. But anyway, there, there was a, a really cool spin on. They did a they did a mirror universe episode for Enterprise, in which it starts out like first contact ended. Yeah. Cochran and all of his people look into the sky, see the Vulcan ship land. Yeah. Everything's just like first contact. They try to do the, you know, uh, they Vulcans do their salute and Cochrane tries, can't, can't do it. And so he extends his hand and that's when it changes because when he extends his hand, they don't show him anymore. They just show a up Cause obviously they took right. footage from first contact. Look at his hand. He's got a gun and he kills the Vulcan Oh, and then after that, they go through like how Enterprise, I don't know if you ever saw Enterprise opening credits, but they basically yeah. showed how we got to Enterprise, right. like all the, that after that moment happens, the alternate, alternate moment, all that, all that goes bad. Like and you're talking like you see like, you know, a lot of uh, type of uh, Nazi type of looking sure. things, just evil, pure right. evil. And then by the time the credits are done, even the music's different. Yeah, you're in this universe, and it's just kind of its own thing. It's huh. a one-off. I don't yeah. believe that there's any connection. Like one, uh, it's not like one of them got to this universe somehow right. through a wormhole or whatever. Yeah, It's just its own thing, and it's really cool. Huh. Like that was shocking at the time because I yeah, was like, no "Oh, kidding. I know how this goes. Right? Oh, he, he killed him. <laughs> oh my God, he killed him." <laughs> But yeah, um, I think I think you'll enjoy Enterprise, Good. and frankly, I, I need to probably revisit it because you know I lost track of it as it was on. Right. It was just a different time. Sure. But yeah, I I think it, it offered something new. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate it didn't last as long as it could have. But but here we are today with new Star Trek series around the corner. Exactly. You know how we have crossovers now Mm -hmm. crossover universes with superhero movies with television shows shows, yeah could you imagine if you took the 90s the way the 90s were with trek and if they were here in present day could you imagine Mm. the movies it would be oh yeah because even you could you could even do that now with crossovers you could you could just do a nice book note for the voyager and the ds9 fans even if it had to be animated with their original voices, yeah. you know, cause some of them are probably in the best shape to right. reprise, but well, a lot of years have passed. It's just, it's, it's sad, but I hope we learn and move on. Like Discovery, I have so much hope for, yeah. like it's going to be a, an arc series, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like it won't be episodic. Right. That's huge. That's yeah. something.
1: It's going to be a big, it's going to be another one of those things that Trek is known for. They're venturing into new territory. And that's you know? great.
2: Cause they, you know, yeah. I mean, Simon Pegg kind of said it best. I, You know, I love the Star Trek movies. Yeah. I do, and I want them to keep coming. Um, but, you know, Pegg himself said that Star Trek is really for TV. Like, it, yeah. it kind of belongs in that. Because yeah. to tell a story, you need that time and right. patience. Movies, you can't do that in movies for them to be successful. Right. You know? well, especially nowadays. I mean, right. the, the formulas shifted. It has. You it's know? action-packed, but I still, I loved Beyond so right. much. It oh, yeah, I did too. And yeah.
1: You know, you, you look at movies back, even in the 70s, you know, look at the first Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. You know, you talk about a slow moving pace.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You
1: know, people today, if, you know, if a teenager was to watch their first 70s movie and it was a <laughs> Dirty Harry movie, you know, they'd be asleep in 15 minutes or they'd be on their phone you know, whatever. They would. Know? Yeah. And and to me, I I have a very, I have a huge fondness for that kind of thing, but I get it. You know, I yeah. mean, we're in a, we're in a era today in which the kind of the action and, and uh, you know, no no scene is longer than 90 seconds, you know, kind of really? thing. Really? Yeah. I, I get it, you know, and, and there's a certain uh, appeal to that, I I, I admit. But uh, yeah, you're right. I think Star Trek is best when it's on the small screen.
2: Yeah. And it could be, you know, the way it is now, you can have cinematic TV movies. I mean, yeah. if we have to go that route, I, I, I would love to keep seeing them on the big screen. Sure. But my, my concern is, you know, so far I think Beyond hasn't made quite as much as they wanted. Right. The budget's already been lowered from the last one. Right. I'm worried we're going to go in that territory again where you're going to get these yeah. effects that just don't look good. No, exactly. I, I don't want to go there. I really don't. I hope not. Yeah. You know, I know all three films now have made about
1: an equal amount of money. Yeah, um,
2: and it was critically praised. This yeah. last uh, oh, Beyond yeah. was great. I can't
1: wait for it to come out on DVD because oh. I want to watch that again like another ten times in a row. You know, it's going to be
2: awesome. Oh, and so. the th- special features. I'm just gonna. Oh yeah, it's I gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a good time to be a Star Trek fan. Great it time. Really
1: is. Great yeah, time.
2: Definitely.
1: So uh, we'll probably do a part two here coming up here oh, in yeah. the next week or two where we'll talk anthology um, series. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> We're gonna. I think next time we'll talk about the movies. Um, you know, we'll run through each. Uh, we'll we'll do the TNG, we'll do the original series movies, we'll talk about the brand new ones, um, sure. And we'll talk about some other cool Trek moments, you know, uh, whether it's the comics, uh, maybe dive into the animated series just a little bit more. Yeah, um, I know there's a couple books that I want to mention, so we'll uh Heck we'll talk yeah. about that stuff next time. That's awesome. Sound awesome. good yeah. to you? All right, Heck yeah. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. Um, you know, check us out on Podbean, uh, Field of Geeks podcast. Uh, We we update uh, 16 times a week, Uh, slight exaggeration. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, right? We uh, yeah, pretty much a new show every week. You know, worst case every other, just depends on uh, what's going on. But uh, Facebook, Field of Geeks, um, very active web page or very active Facebook page. It's awesome. Tons of great content, uh, movies, comics, everything you want. uh, You're gonna find it there. Uh, Twitter, of course, as well. Uh, Steve's comic blog. Uh, Check me out there. Heck yeah. Um, uh, Just uh, put up a post about a week or so ago about Supergirl. Um, Oh, cool. I'm putting up uh, some flash bits here in the next day or two um, from the brand new, uh, from the uh, season premiere. That's awesome. Season three. So yeah, uh, got some thoughts on that that I want to run past, a whole Flashpoint Uh piece. So uh, I'm excited to to dive into that. So hopefully you'll check that out. Definitely. Um, Anything else? Uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube and uh, iTunes.
2: Yes, you know, Field of Geeks uh, on uh, anywhere there's a digital domain. Pretty much, you'll we got this. it covered. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, tons of uh, more content are, are it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we
1: got uh, we're gonna be uh, doing some movie commentary here pretty Heck soon yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, um it'll be i think that one will be a fun one yep um, and
2: our star trek 2 show and first contact are out there everywhere yeah. you can find them itunes youtube um and podbean
1: yeah check us out guys uh, and thanks a lot for listening uh we hope to talk to you again soon i'm steve i'm josh have a great one live long and prosper yeah beam me up <laughs>
4: Captain. All
0: ships ready for war. Set so, course for Vulcan. Aye aye, Captain. Of course laid in. Maximum war. Punch it.